we finally made it. We opened up a Patreon. Social media has been insane lately. People don't see what they actually want to see. They get exposed to a ton of things that they don't want to be seeing. So we decided to move away and put all our eggs into the Patreon basket where we believe that perhaps connected with Discord, we can truly create a safe little community uh, where it's okay to share with like-minded individuals some knowledge, network, ask some questions, and it will allow us to really nurture our audience inside Patreon. Exclusive giveaways, discount codes for, for merch drops, uh, behind the scenes content, polls, uh, Q&As, that's just the base and the beginning. Let's see where we go from here. But head now to patreon.com slash olapato. Check the different tiers we've created. We have an entry level one that for around a dollar, the episode will allow you to be there in the mix and enjoy some of the advantages. And if you have a little bit more money, it will help us obviously more and it will give you uh, better chances to win prices, uh, more access to more things. Again, patreon.com slash olapato and we'll see you there. What is going on? Welcome back. Steve Sisu here at your service. Uh, I'm drinking a coffee today. I'm exhausted. We'll power through this together. So I have systematically not responded a single comment in YouTube, but I do see you guys. Uh, Thanks a lot to everyone that has been leaving comments. This really helped. And um, yeah, as a, as a principal, I'm not, I'm not replying. Um, when I started this project, I knew that if I um, was to do a right job, I wouldn't uh, get a lot of fans. I would alienate a ton of people and that they would probably be really vocal on the YouTube uh, comment section. So uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even look at it, but I do, uh, but I definitely don't reply. But that doesn't mean that I, that I don't see. I think eventually I will hopefully have someone that, that scans through and uh, brings me the, I don't know, constructive criticism, questions, comments, or the other option is that thanks to the new space that we're creating in, in Patreon and Discord, I find another way in which people can kind of talk directly to me. But in any case, um, I saw um, a comment by my friend Alba Ray uh, on one of the episodes, one of the earlier episodes. Um, if you don't know Alba Ray, you first of all definitely should know her work. Uh, she's one of my closest friends. We've worked together in a couple studios, amazing tattoo artist. Um, I'll leave all the links to our socials and website and everything in the, in the description below. But besides her accomplishments as an artist, she's uh, the closest thing that I have to a, to a little sister in Berlin. And I don't, I don't call her dad to be patronizing, I mean literally like my younger sister, who is much smarter than me, uh, you know, has bigger balls than me, and we just have these, these, I don't know, very, very familiar relationship. She's one of the only people around me that, that shoots straight 
every time that I've asked an honest opinion, I always got it from her. Mm. Sometimes even when I didn't ask, uh, which is, it sounds annoying, but, but it is really important for me because I think a lot of people reach that level of friendship that, you know, if they ask me, I'm going to be honest with them. But if they don't ask me, I'm just not going to go to the trouble of, you know, getting into a fight. None of my business. And she makes it her business. And yeah, I, I am a dad. So I'm telling a three-year-old the whole time what to do. Uh, I run a studio <clears throat> with younger artists. Uh, so there's not, I don't have a lot of people like these around me. So I, I value someone like Alba a lot as a friend. And, you know, we've, we've crossed that point in which um, I, I, it's easier for me to explain to other people who don't know her that well that she's family, you know? And it doesn't matter. It's, it's not so much like a bargaining relationship in which, you know, it needs to be a quid pro quo. What, you, what do you give as a friend and what does she give back or whatnot? is a, a matter of like she is family no matter what you know so um the episode that she responded to was essentially i think one of the first ones that was uh, talking a little bit about the work that i do uh, at new Folk, this this online directory of expressionist tattoos and um I was ranting, I think, about uh, mistakes also being accepted inside of tattooing the same way they are accepted inside art and, and mistakes talking about, about you know, uh, lines not being perfect and textures not, not healing perfectly solid and whatnot. And, and I was talking a little bit about people that achieve those results by accident, people that achieve those results by... by by uh, design and and a little bit uh what what are wh like why we consider a tattoo that purposely uh, replicates mistakes done by a paintbrush or a pencil <clears throat> those are okay but if uh if the if the tattooer himself would have that same kind of gesture driven lines that the that the painter or the or the illustrator, illustrator had when they when they do, goddamn today, my brain doesn't work. When they did that that drawing, that then all of a sudden he's a hack, he shouldn't be called even a tattooer. Blah 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 blah. So um, essentially, what she wrote, and don't get used to it. I will never show up with notes, but I I, I printed it because I wanted to read the the common verbatim. So, Alva said, I agree with the majority of what you say, but I think you have a tendency to categorize expressionist art or tattooing as quote-unquote mistakes or quote-unquote ignorant style, and that pretty much is only one section of what expressionist art is. There is expressionists or expressionist artists that are still interested in reaching a level of perfection. This does not take away the feeling or expression or human take on the pieces. And there is still artists who play with textures and uneven lines reaching a certain perfection. 
So that's that's more or less the or the, not more or less for the first time. That is exactly her comment. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is the online learning community that's helped millions to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and find new opportunities to launch their careers. Skillshare has tons of classes on things like illustration, video editing, marketing, graphic design, and social media, just to name a few. And they all range in level depending on how much knowledge you have on each subject. Most of the classes offered at Skillshare are under 60 minutes, and their catalog is always growing with new premium classes by top-tier teachers, including a few celebrities. Sign up for Skillshare and start learning today. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can now get a 30% off your annual Skillshare membership by clicking the link in the description below and using the promo code ANNUAL30AFF. That is promo code ANNUAL, the number 30, AFF. Today's episode is also brought to you by Printed Mint, a new sponsor of the show with a new ad read. So bear with me while I try to power my way through this. Printed Mint is a print-on-demand company that specializes in dropshipping. If you're like me and you don't yet know what that means, it's essentially the most comfortable way of running your merge operation. Printed Mint allows you to choose from over 300 products that you can personalize with your own design and add to your online store. Once an order has been placed, Printed Mint takes care of printing it for you. That way, you don't need to invest in a huge inventory and take any unnecessary risks. Oh, and the best thing! Printed Mint doesn't have an order minimum because they understand that you have to start somewhere before you can grow your business. But that's not all. Printed Mint also takes care of packaging each order with your custom branding, stores the order for you and even ships it directly to your customer. And if all this isn't enough to convince you that Printed Mint is one of the best print-on-demand companies out there, the cherry on top of the pie is that 75% of their workforce is female. I mean, come on! Say goodbye to all your headaches, not only of printing, but also stocking, storing, and delivering your products. Visit printedmin.com or use the link in the description below. She is as always totally right, or and perhaps not total, at least partially, she's completely right. Um, I think she wrote that thinking of herself um, and, and how, according to what I was essentially defining to be expressionist tattooing, um, she doesn't fit in that definition and, and she does consider herself, despite her work being very accurate and very uh, harmonic, also expressionist. I personally think, or I personally see her as the quintessential romantic artist, um, more than, than an expressionist. But I think a lot of it has to do with self-identity. If she sees herself as an expressionist, who the fuck I am to, to argue that. But to me, I always see her work more on the romantic side than the expressionist. So, I'm so prepared today. I look like I'm going to a job interview. So, I pulled up uh, definitions and again who the fuck cares about definitions and and you know there's no certainty in none of those but the reason why I say that I that I see her as a quintessential romantic um, when you when you search for the definition of romanticism uh, it says that is a term 
in use by the early 19th century to describe the movement in art and literature distinguished by a new interest in human psychology, expression of personal feeling, and interest in the natural world. Right? And when you look at Alba's work and what I think she's trying to say is that you can also express a lot uh, by using a style that is perfect or that doesn't thrive on mistake. And that's absolutely, she's 100% right in that. Um, but that's essentially, you can do that with, with every, every type of, of art, right? It, like there's constructivism that if well done, I mean, if well done, if, you know, if, if, if having the right color scheme and shapes and whatnot can also express the, the, the feeling or the, or the emotion that the artist had when was doing that, art, that piece of art, right? So I think this is probably like a, a common misconception of people that go like, oh yeah, expressionism is a type of art in which I express my feelings into the piece, which is not entirely true. And I think that is a, that is a, a broader definition of all art, right? It's like a, an expression, whether of a feeling or an idea. So the, the definition that I, that I go by when, when talking about expressionism, which I also printed out, um, expressionism is a modernist movement initially in poetry and painting originating in Northern Europe around the beginning of the 20th century. Its typical trait is to present the world solely from a subjective perspective distorting it radically for emotional effect. So I think that last sentence is the key to me. Expressionism is called expressionism not because the artist is expressing themselves with the, with the piece of art, but because they're using the shape and the distortion of reality and proportions and lines, shapes, etc., to to create an uh, uh, an exp uh, to create an emotion on the viewer, right? So it's it's almost like the 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 it's not so much about the about the need of expressing something from the art artist's per perspective, but to uh, ignite. A feeling and an expression from the from the viewer's perspective, right? So I think that is absolutely correct, and I've been, of course, um, the distortion of lines is the thing that I've been focusing the most on because I think is the most controversial aspect of of expressionism in tattooing, right? Is, is, I would not even say like a modern type of, of art or a modern movement. It feels almost ancient when it comes to painting or sculpture. But in tattooing, it's, it feels very radical because is where a lot of people draw that line. Like, okay, let's talk about, about uh, expression. Let's talk about artistic merit behind some, some tattoos and whatnot. But let's not cross the line. Lines need to be properly done. Um, they need to heal properly. 
feelings need to be solid, need to look black, uh, and so on. So I think it's just because it's the most, um, I don't know, it's like the most underdog uh, opinion that, that, that pieces that have somewhat of a distortion in the lines and the feelings uh, are not lacking of, of artistic value, but I think they're just belonging to this new wave of expressionist um, art coming from tattooing, right? Um, but I often, I often kind of like don't even mention or bring up <clears throat> another whole lane of tattoos that I do include in, in UFOB, which is tattoos that explore the idea of distorting radically uh, reality uh, for emotional effect. Um, I think the distortion is a, is a really important element and, and also I think not so much graphic distortion because I think although that would absolutely fall into the same category, um, I think there's a lot of places out there that are showing love to people that are focused on typo typography distortion, on, on, you know, like graphic design, uh, distortion effects that falls a little bit more into, I don't know, like psychedelic um, and, and optical illusion art, you know? So I think there, there, there would be a crossover. Um, I'm not so interested in things that look very computer generated in, in, in errors that are not so much coming from the hand, but from uh, analog technology and, 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 you know, photocopies that are distorted or, um, yeah, uh, woodcut printing errors and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm generally more, more interested in pieces that, that explore human error, you know, and, and that show the hand of the tattooer. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a bunch of pieces that don't show any error when it comes to the execution of the lines and whatnot. There's a lot of pieces that I, that I post in UFOB that are essentially just exploring distortion, whether it is of the subject matter, and sometimes they cross into the realm of the grotesque. Uh, a lot of monsters, a lot of, a lot of um, deformed characters, a lot of uh, like unrealistic anatomical proportions. Um, so I think when pieces kind of fall into that, into that know, box, uh, I don't really care how the lines or the feelings in them are, I think they are uh, with no doubt expressionist. And I think, you know, the, the, the idea of taking those mistakes or, or those imperfect lines and feelings and extrapolating them to other genres is something that I'm also really interested. I don't know that I do it so much lately, but I definitely it was an important uh, part of the foundation when, when UFOP started. Um, 
I was really keen on finding examples of of organic and gesture driven lines and, and noisy feelings in other genres like French criminal or uh, you know American traditional even if someone would start adding those types of textures and those type of lines into Japanese traditional or, or I don't know like you know black and gray or, or whatever genre there is out there I think I would also put them maybe not as examples of uh, purely expressionist tattoos but of tattoos inside other genres that show an expressionist um, I don't know aspect in in them so all of these are are uh, valuable to me because at the end of the day like I was saying at the beginning um, I don't care what the definitions that I printed in my nerdy paper today say um, it's all about just putting work out there without really you know caring where exactly it belongs and and whatever someone considers themselves I think it should be the way we also view them right so um it doesn't matter if they feed or not what I uh, understand as expressionism at the end of the day is just that's my mark it says shut the fuck up yeah whatever so at the end of the day uh, is is all an excuse to just find you know young artists that are trying to express themselves artistically with tattooing and break rules and create new ones and and showing them a little bit of love and 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 giving them exposure that's perhaps the reason why i tend to focus on the ones that get the most hate out there and and forget the ones that are being celebrated the most you know i think there's a there's a lot of super interesting work within distortion <clears throat> I don't think they need fucking help, you know? They're getting help from a lot of blackboard pages, a lot of contemporary tattoo pages. It's the people that, you know, require raw lines and textures that are being marginalized right now. Um, as you could hear, that's all the time we have today. As always, like, share, leave a comment. I may or may not read it. No, I will. I will, I promise. Uh, subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. You can support us on Patreon with a monthly subscription or make an online donation uh, only one time uh, to our GoFundMe that probably will end up uh, disappearing and turning into a PayPal donation button or something like this, but for now it's still up and running. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I'll see you guys next week. Boop, 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 boop.